0: for white you. people,
1: its only, violence is necessary when it benefits the dominance and the power right. and, and the comfort of white people.
0: America's history was founded on violence. Mm-hmm. America was founded on violence.
1: Welcome to Black Girl Voices. A podcast created to cultivate change through conversation, community, and education while centering, uplifting, and amplifying the voices of Black women,
0: girls, and femmes. Here, we will talk about everything from trending topics to Black history to our own personal experiences as Black women. It's like a coffee chat
1: with your best girlfriends. You will laugh, cry, keep it real, and most
0: importantly, get uncomfortable. We're your host, Siobhan Montgomery Haynes. And Caroline J. Sumlin. Come on in, girl. We have a lot to talk about. Hey, everyone. Welcome back
1: to Black Girl Voices. This is Caroline J. Sumlin.
0: And I'm Siobhan Montgomery Haynes. And can I be real for a second? Can we just, like, speak how we're feeling
1: for a second? I mean, I would hope that that's what we do all the time. (laughs) But I I understand what you're
0: saying. But today (laughs) especially. Today especially. I am tired as hell i am exhausted i am rage filled i am feeling hopeless i feel betrayed um i i did i nail down all the feelings <laughs> i just feel i'm just i there are no words really for how i feel it's this repetition the cycle of i guess yeah betrayal would be the right word this repetition and cycle of betrayal that we constantly see from people who are telling us how much they love us and they, they support us and they see us and stand by us, but backstab us in the booths in the voting booths. I, I am, I'm over it today. You know, I actually don't know if betrayal is how I feel because
1: I feel like that's what's to be, it was to be expected. And I also feel like it's, I don't know that we'll ever be able to decipher. We can't. We we can't. Obviously, we've talked about this before. We aren't able to decipher what white person, specifically white women, are that who are safe or are allies. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I honestly think that it, to me, to me at least, it's pretty obvious that white folks that are safe and that are allies and that actually would stand by that. First of all, that actually have the, for lack of better words, the balls to, 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 to be an ally, the balls to try to do anything outside of the norm of what they've been raised and how they've, and how they've been taught. Um, those people I do th- honestly believe do stand by us in the voting booth. I just think it's important to understand that they're a, mon- a minority within the white community and that the majority of the white community never once said that they gave a crap about our lives and that they were, that they were listening, learning, unlearning and committed to anti-racism. And so they're just, they're just showing us who they've always been. You know what I'm saying? Right, Right. Um, it's the same people that were, you know, when, when the, um, when the riot and not the riot, well, the riots, but when you know when the and protests, she- the 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 well, no, when the protests, the first the protests around George Floyd's murder, especially since most of them were, were peaceful, the protests around George Floyd's murder when they happened, but some of them turned into rioting, um, that were not at the fault of the protesters, were at the fault of others and things of that nature. Um, but regardless, um, who who started the riots or whatever, you know, we we know that the riot is a language of the voice of the unheard. Uh-huh. Um, and um and the fact that those are the same white people that were um, you know, condemning us for rioting and condemning black people for protesting and being loud and um and racist in their rhetoric at that time, those are the same ones that are voting in this way and fighting and raising hell at PTA meetings about critical race theory. So I actually think the behavior is Quite consistent
0: yeah. with America, like right, right. I, I don't, you know. I guess for me, it's just like you get these glimpses of hope, right? Like you get these, like I don't want to sound so hopeless. It's just how I'm feeling in the moment. But I
1: mean, sound can't. however
0: you feel you need
1: to sound, right? Because right. I, I, I don't. want That's hold how back. I feel. You shouldn't, yeah. You shouldn't don't hold back.
0: back. But it's like I get these glimpses of hope. Right. So like white women voted for an alarming amount of white women voted for Trump. We know that. And then after Trump, we had all of these white women saying we should have listened to you, you know, marching beside us in in vagina hats and saying how we should have listened to black women and we're so sorry, et cetera, et cetera, only to then betray us. A second time around, because the number of white women that voted for Trump, I want to say it was bigger by like two percent or something. So, or or at least consistent. You mean the white women that voted for for Trump again?
1: No, no, no. no. Oh, yes, again. Got it. Got it. Got got it. Sorry. They
0: voted for Trump again, and the numbers were even larger. And then we have this election that we know is not just. I mean, it 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 was Virginia's election, but we know it was important as a whole for us, right? And Mm -hmm. so. They come out, and then, mind you, we just had a women's march. We just had a, another women's march, and they were standing beside us and 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 marching beside us and and doing all the things. And then you vote against not only are us, but you vote against your own interest in the voting booth. I know this specific um, election wasn't for you know women's reproductive rights or whatever, but it, it all matters. It all comes no, it
1: absolutely matter. was. That's one thing I will say is you know I've i've tried to conceal where i live but obviously i failed because it's obvious (laughs) that i just announced to my entire platform that i live in virginia guys (laughs) um i'm not gonna say exactly where because i do know, but in all seriousness i i'm trying to be really it's hard when your platform grows it's you're like oh my gosh like people are out there like they could be watching like you it's really concerning so i'm trying when we get the
0: racist comments and stuff that we get
1: exactly like that actually really does scare me um but I do live in Virginia. So I have been in this political, I've been right in the middle of this campaign. And while women's rights were not the primary thing that was campaigned on, um, Glenn Youngkin made it quite clear that he was pro-life, quite clear, and and also made it quite clear that he plans to restrict abortion in Virginia, as soon as he's in office, like literally right after he bans critical race theory, quote unquote, critical race theory. Um, so that it wasn't, th- that wasn't the headliner, um, uh, excuse me, the headliner issue of this race, but it definitely wasn't like off people that, right. It wasn't off the ticket. It wasn't off the ballot. It wasn't something that if somebody chose to vote for Glenn Yankin, they made that conscious decision to vote Um in favor of that. But what I will say too, is that it's important to understand that the predominant white, predominantly white women are pro-life, predominantly white conservative Christian women are pro-life. Like that's just because that is something that we consider to be a women's, a women's rights issue. And there are also just as many pro choice women that I would say as a majority more, racially demographically diverse group of women that are pro-choice. If you look at people that are marching for pro-life, that is a, that is not a whole bunch of white men marching in the streets. It's the white men that are signing the paper with their pen that are making the choices because they're the ones in the position of power, but it is white women that are fueling that, um, that particular, um, issue I guess or that that particular movement so I it's another thing where I'm like eh you know I get what you're saying but I still firmly believe that I think that of course I do think that there are some women many women I will say a large percentage probably or at least a percentage of of white women that consciously choose to vote to vote against the right to choose in 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 favor of Siding with white supremacy, 100% yeah. because no matter what, as I was watching Brittany Cooper live this morning and she was saying, no matter what be. you will white white people will always choose race over gender, gender comes I second. was
0: just about to say that that's so funny. I was just about to say as I explored my own, feminism and what Black feminism, I I have to specify that because when we're talking about, especially when we're talking about Brittany Cooper, she, she explains to us the difference between Black feminism and and white feminism slash mainstream feminism. As I explored my own feminism and like really started diving deep and reading her book, that's one thing that I feel like I, I should know better because she, she did take so much time to explain that white women will hundred percent always choose their race over their gender a hundred percent of the time. And I mean, I guess that's what we're seeing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I don't, I don't know that it's a hundred percent of the time, but I think it is the majority A lot of the, of the time, time, a lot Sorry. of the time, um, because there are plenty of white women out there that are very much like, um, like bands off my body. Like they're, you know what I'm saying? Right, like there's, right. there's, they're, no. they're, they're out there and believe me, if they're, if they're that serious about that, they're pretty progressive. They're going to vote progressive. Um, yeah. But yeah. it's important to understand that the majority of women that are not progressive are white. The majority of women that are progressive are multi-ethnic. Yeah. You know? And, um, and I mean, that's because, I mean, we've talked about this before and not to make this a whole big, like Christianity thing, but we have to remember that this nation and white supremacy was founded on or Christ- Christianity founded created white supremacy. White supremacy was was created out of Christian what what they believed to be the Christian ideals in which yeah. a nation should be ran and in which people should live their lives. And so, what we see is white women just die hard in their beliefs, writing for those, and they they have convinced themselves that their beliefs have nothing to do with race when they know, gosh darn good and well that they do. They, it's, they, I said this in a previous episode, an abuser can make you think whatever, right? Like, they they are real good at painting a picture as if it has nothing to do with race and everything to do with just, you know, protecting the innocence of their children when subconsciously and, what is it, consciously, excuse me, subconsciously and consciously, they know darn good and well that they're protecting white dominance, whether they, they won't admit that, but they know that that's what they're no. doing.
0: And I mean, um, I feel like they, this... be,
1: they believe that's holy though. Like literally right. they believe that's holy.
0: And I feel like this whole entire election was literally just, it ran on the basis of white comfort. Mm-hmm. This was all about white comfort. And I just, hmm, I, I told you I would not have a lot of words to say or the right words to say, but it, it's just, why? Why? I, I, how can you call yourself for me? It's how can you call yourself a patriot? Also, these are the same people that you know they're what are quote unquote freedom fighters, and they're all about the truth and whatever, whatever they like to call themselves, right? These are the same group of people who say all of those things, but at the don't want their children to know the truth, the real history, right? So, yeah, like, that's, it's that's just a hypocrisy that it's like, for me,
1: right? Absolutely, and that's something where like you cannot. You cannot claim ignorance with that argument. You cannot claim like this is like you can't. For example, or not for um. What am I trying to say? Like you can't sit here and be like the things they're trying to teach when it comes to race in America did not happen. Like you can't no, say it literally that. it's like, truth. Like, there's no there's, opinion there's, there's, to it. <laughs> it's truth exactly. <laughs> I'm trying it, to be all like they they it's that's that's very clear that's very clear. So what they that they can't they can't say that which they haven't obviously. But it's just so funny because you literally like you literally are. It would be one thing if you were like claiming that, and and this was truthfully happening in some way, shape, or form. That for some whatever reason, like we were trying to like, you know narrate some sort of lie about our oppression but but in i will say in however while they know the events that have taken place that were racist and they'll be like well we we all know racism is wrong and we all know like america has a little bit of a racist history and like that's you know that was a bad thing and everything is fine now and we're all equal that's their mindset. And their mindset, however, is that. However, it's not our fault that we're still better than you.
0: Right. So we should right. not
1: be taught that it's our fault that we're better than you. Because Black people are just like, you know, We I love them. Like, I love them because they're made in God's image. I love them. I love them because I have to. Because I have to. But... I won't really admit this out loud, but I know that they're inferior. And I mean, I see it on the news. Like, look at the way that they're just, look at the crime in this city. Right. Obviously. Black on black crime. And I I voted, I voted for the candidate that was going to keep Virginia safest. And that, you know, that was the person who was going to, was going (laughs) to make sure the police department was well-funded. I mean, those black people, they want to defund the police.
0: Right. Can you believe that? Can
1: you believe that? They want, they just want, they just want to not be held accountable for, for their crimes are so violent, but I mean, they're, I mean, they're equal, but they just have to work harder to get to be where we are. Right. So I'm not going to tell my children that it's their fault, that they're awesome. That's,
0: that's what this is. <laughs> Sorry. And break <laughs> I end I, cut. What is it? End cut and cut. I loved it by the way. Thanks. But what you did say that, that, you know, brought something up for me when you said that for them, it's so, long ago like it's just something that happened a long time ago right and and we're all equal now I feel like for them it's an excuse to stay ignorant in the sense that if we start learning about history they might be forced to see how it's still connected to the present and how it's currently happening and I and I'm sure some of them do already know this but I feel like their children then are, 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 are learning about how it's still currently happening, how we don't have equality and, and equity and how there's still, uh, you know, Jim Crow's systems in place and, and racial caste. And I feel like then they cannot comfortably sit in their ignorance. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's a lot of where the opposition comes from. So I think sense? absolutely.
1: I think it's that, but I also, we'll push it further. And if you follow me on Instagram, then you may have heard my stories today where I spoke about this, but my story views are rather low. So maybe you didn't
0: too,
1: because Instagram's left-
0: algorithm. Right. Um,
1: <laughs> but what I was stating was that, and I think actually, I think it Brittany Cooper probably sparked this thought in me because she was stating that like the majority of white people Um, And I will also say, too, this is connected, but if you remember on a previous podcast episode, I talked about how Phil Vischer said when white people vote, they vote because they want to look backwards. And when black people vote, they vote because they want to go forwards. And that's Mm. because white people look in the mirror, um, excuse me, they look in the rearview mirror and they see a time where they were able to rule in their dominance and it wasn't questioned. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though it was, but it, but it, here's the thing. The, when we were from slavery to Jim Crow fighting for equality and fighting for civil rights, we were literally fighting just for, just take the chains off. Like just,
0: right. just, just, just set stop set killing us, us free. and just yeah.
1: stop the with bare us. minimum very much. The bare minimum from take the chains off to okay can we just drink out of the same water fountain like can we just can we just be allowed to vote you know what i'm saying like it was literally just give us these basic civil rights and so Mm. white people were like that's cool because we are asking for much right we're still Mm. in power so because they were in they are still but you know at the time they are all the way in power in all aspects of any sort of leadership any sort of top position in our country they were able to say absolutely we will desegregate these schools but we will also write the system in such a way where it still forces oppression it still forces poverty it still forces we're still going to racially code we will exactly Yes. Uh, absolutely, we will give you the right to vote while we create different restrictions and we do some gerrymandering and we do some all these different things to ensure that it makes it harder for you. So they were still able to manipulate the way in which they granted us these "quote unquote" rights, right? Right. Now we're at the point where two things are happening. We are saying, "Hey, we're smart enough. We were smart then. Let's let me yes. not let me yes. not say the wrong words here, but we have." because access to more education, right? That's what I'm saying. Because of the progression that we have made, we do have more access to education. Now we do have a more educated black demographic and between that and the internet and also just us knowing this all along, but finally saying, okay, enough is enough. We're starting to be like, you know what? We we've seen right through this the entire time. And now we're demanding that you undo the damage, Literally undo it. Yes, we 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 want our entire system so that we actually can sit at the table alongside you with the same amount of influence, power, equity, all the things. Right, and in order to do that, you actually have to reveal what's been going on you cannot fix what has not been revealed so now it's the revelation that's coming out it's w- what's done in the dark is brought to light
0: right so and all they're scared these, they're running scared
1: exactly they're very yeah. scared because it's like what well, it was one thing because they were able to control the narrative of our equality now we're like, no, 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 no. You don't get to control this narrative anymore because obviously every time you do it, every time we've trusted you to do so, you that's definitely when you stabbed us in the back. Now we're saying, no, we want the truth. We want it revealed. We can make our own we decisions. Want, we want to sh- show, we want the systemic racism to end. And an only only way for it to end is to teach the future generations what's been going on so that they can have a hand in ending it. And they're like, whoa, whoa, don't blame us for your for your failures don't blame us for your poverty okay it's not our fault because even a lot of them don't even realize they weren't involved in the decision making that has benefited from the systems yeah and they literally think to themselves it's not my fault that like I did I worked so hard for they still have that mentality and it's like we're we're trying to show them like no like yeah there's part of that sure you did work some but you you don't want to take ownership of the fact that a lot of what you got was just based on the fact that you got it because you're white
0: they right. don't want and, I, and they think the minute that you say anything about white privilege it's automatically it's so funny when you were like i i worked for what i got because that's instantly what they say mm-hmm. like i work, i had to work for every nothing was given to me that's not what it means that's not what it means it just means that the systems aren't working against you mm-hmm. they aren't actively working against you and it's just it's mm-hmm. just so damn frustrating i the news cycle in general like this week has been so frustrating because even when we're just talking about hypocrisy, we have, you know, we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, when you mentioned the um, the protests turning into riots, and then you had what 30% of Republicans say that they believe that violence is necessary in order to get America back to what it used to be. I mean, yes. so we, we condone violence then for that. Right. What does that even you mean? Only, they you know only what I mean? They could, when it, it benefits you. For white you. people,
1: it's only, violence is necessary when it benefits the dominance and the power right. and, and the comfort of white people.
0: America's history was founded on violence. Mm-hmm. America was founded on violence. And America was when, built when, on because violence. Because
1: they it's the entitlement. They feel entitled whenever, that sense of entitlement, I can do whatever the heck I want to do because... Of I'm my doing it for the love
0: of my country. Yeah, and it's because of the love of their country. You know, they're doing it for the best interests of their country.
1: But how dare those others over there? I mean, the thing the, the fact of the matter is that we we are we are we, and will always excuse me. We we will always be inferior.
0: Yes, and that's why I don't I mean get that's the- illegitimate fear of of power loss it's literally delusional to me well
1: here well they let's put this way they will continue to persuade themselves of the narrative that we are inferior even though deep 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 down they know we are not yeah and because That's deep, 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 deep deep down, they know we are not, they know, damn good and well, that if, that if we are given the access for our true intelligence and our true strength to be at its peak, they know that we are unstoppable. And they think, because of how lo- how many years of violence they have incited against us, they think that once we finally get to that peak,
0: we we'll will do the destroy. Same to them.
1: Absolutely, right. We will destroy them. And it takes me back
0: to that quote that they say, "America should be happy that Black people want equity and not revenge." revenge. I. I think about that all the time
1: and we absolutely don't want revenge no we everybody's really not evil are... and wicked and 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 disgusting we really like, don't we want we, for the most part we want to save our own damn community because our we know we know our communities are struggling and we hate that we have to see it plastered on the news every damn day mm, yep we want to save our communities we want we want to we want to take back what America stole because our communities weren't always like this.
0: When That's we willing, something they're not willing we, to talk about either. Over
1: on the boat, wanting to be crime-ridden. Like what the? F- Excuse me. This is the public broadcast. they like, should not. Be there. <laughs>
0: okay. But even, but even that, right? When we did, de- when we did build up our communities, which no one talks about, or I mean, the people people talk about it, but there's not a lot of thought. Right? there about how hard it was for us to build thriving communities because at one point we had thriving communities Mm -hmm. thriving communities out of nothing nothing like no educate like little education little resources discriminations we were facing and fighting against we had thriving communities and as soon as it was a threat they burned that to the ground because so that's it's all I like, it's the same. It's, it's the same shit. Yeah, it is. It's the same shit, day. different day. You're
1: threatened by our existence and our thrivingness. I couldn't think of a better word. <laughs> and so therefore, you burn it to the ground.
0: Yeah, and it's so just metaphorically now. Metaphorically
1: yeah. burning it to the ground versus physically burning mm-hmm. it to the ground. And metaphorically, we're burning it to the ground by running entire camp- political campaigns.
0: So madness. That that
1: about happens. race, racism, and, um, pushing Scaring white
0: people into fear. I
1: mean, all of racism has been nothing but fear
0: mongering. Yes. Fear
1: mongering has been the narrative, the picture of racism ever since the freaking movie. Oh, my God what is it called the birth of a nation came out and they mm. fear mongered white people into believing that black men were just a whole bunch of monkey racist rape rapists excuse rapists, me like yeah like that's it's been fear mongering ever since like don't let the black folks the black folks the monkeys the crimes this this the criminals the war on crime the war on drugs the black fear the black people fear the black people that's all it's been it's the same thing fear it Fear the author. Fear Tony Morrison. She's out to get you. what oh my the gosh. Fuck? Yes. Are you kidding me right
0: We're now? We're fearing Sorry. authors of I books now.
1: Decided to curse. I did not censor. <laughs> Sorry. I told you not to censor yourself. So I'm not gonna censor mine. Right, don't myself. Don't. Um I just feel bad because there could be a child
0: in there. Um Maybe so I- we'll put in the show notes. Maybe this episode's not child friendly that's a good idea just because you know sometimes it's sometimes it's like that it's like that and i'm not gonna apologize for it because we black women don't have space we don't have space to do anything and this is the space that we created and we're inviting others to sit in that space and be a part of that Mm -hmm. space and share that space with us so this Mm -hmm. is our space and Mm -hmm. every now and then we might drop an f-bomb so i'm not apologizing for it no Mm -hmm. i'm tired of apologizing and i'm already feeling spicy and Zassy. I mean, I feel Today, like I should kind
1: of apologize to Jesus for cursing, but at
0: the same time, I feel like
1: when Jesus was flipping tables, he maybe have was saying
0: like the I, equivalent listen, of the f bomb in the I language. Okay, with okay. someone, when I was like, "Where does it say in the Bible that we shouldn't curse?" and then someone right. brought up where it says blessings and curses from the same mouth. But he was talking about cursing people, cursing people, not cursing because the f word I don't even think was invented yet. That was maybe. not even a thing. I don't think it was a thing. That was not a thing. Cursing yeah. like
1: cursing people, like
0: I curse. Now, I'm not like, saying we yeah, get up yeah. in the pool pit and like cuss, but I'm just saying right. I. I think it's the same. Another it's the Christian same
1: BS thing. Christian culture
0: it stuff. Is.
1: that that is just that it is bs the same bs along with purity culture and the modesty shit and all of it and
0: it's fucking bullshit so everybody take a moment right now and yell the f word yeah ready (laughs) one two three say it all right cool (laughs) oh i'm sorry i you were like oh yes this is for me I was giving them some space, but take it, Caroline. Take it. I mean,
1: I figured they didn't want to be alone when they yelled it. So oh I no! I would no. Join
0: in. Let's join in. And, you know that's uh, part of our not. healing today. Yeah. Yelling the effort. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just honestly, I'm gonna keep it real though. Like we are laughing to keep from crying. Like this is like mm-hmm. uh, we're laughing because it's you know some it's funny and 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 we're having a good time. But honestly, too, like I I don't know about you, but I have like just feel that burning lump in my throat of just yes what do we do what I do?
1: I (laughs) I definitely was very heavy and lumpy and throaty today as well and you know it takes me a while to get to that place like when we first met for some reason like I cried like five times and I stopped I've not (laughs) cried since (laughs) got it out my system because I'm pretty stoic like I'm actually very stoic that's one thing about me right there's been times where like even like my husband will just like, you know, break down about something that I feel like I should be crying about too. And I'm just like,
0: you're like, wait, why, why am I crying? Stone
1: face. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely felt very like near that point today because it's just, I think I tweet, I think I tweet, I think I posted it actually. It was just something about just, just the sheer existing, in this world, especially being in Virginia, you guys, like, I feel like anytime I see a white person where I am, specifically after what just transpired, specific, and even more specifically, a white woman, but regardless, white men, white women, that. I can look at them and say, I know you wanna, I, I'm not saying to their face, but I just to, to feel, you voted to silence me.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: You voted to silence the greatest voices and the representation of my culture. You are so threatened and bothered and filled with hate about the beauty and existence of black culture, that you refuse to let your children read our books and more and be taught our stories to hear the pain and our tears and cry with us. You refuse. You have the audacity to poke fun at the Democratic candidate who stated that there needs to be more teachers of color in Virginia's schools and you have the audacity to say what? That. what um, why, that's, such, that's such a ridiculous thing to say. We just need Black people, Black children to be more comfortable with white teachers. How fucking dare you? How dare you? Ooh,
0: that part right there. I, it was that part right there that got me because I'm in a constant state of trying to both I'm in a constant state of trying to make my children feel affirmed in their blackness and assimilate to white culture just enough so that they're safe and it hurts me that I'm doing that but at the same time I I feel like in some sense it's the right thing to do. And I think about how my great grandma assimilated my dad just enough for him to be safe. And I think about how her mom probably assimilated her just enough to be safe. And, you know, I will say over time, obviously we're assimilating them a little less than the time before that the people who came before us, but there's still a certain extent that we have to subject our children to this because we are the minority. Why is it that the people who look like my son, why are their stories silenced? Why is it wrong for him to learn about that but then his white peers get to comfortably learn about their history? I just I'm there's no answer but it's just like why and it just makes me so emotional that I'm even subjecting to bring black children into this world to me is the heaviest most daunting responsibility that there could ever be and I would argue that's over any parent we have a greater responsibility we have it harder we have a bigger burden because how can i affirm my child how can i tell him he's beautiful and black and all the people who came before him are great and they're wonderful and the world is telling him no you can't learn about these people they're bad no i don't want you to learn this and and at the same time i'm telling him how to you know fall in line just enough so that he comes home every day you know he's he's going into teenagehood he's a preteen right now and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm teaching him how to be safe and I'm teaching him how to coddle to white folks just enough. And I hate that. I hate that so much that breaks a piece of me. And I feel like a lot of my depression this year came from the racial, oh, fuck the word awakening, because we did not see a, a racial awakening. And I hate that, but the racial, the, the height of all the racial, Events that we've seen in the past two years. I know that my depression has is weighted so much on that, and I hate that for me. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm. Um, you've really articulated everything that not only are you feeling, but I'm feeling as well. Like I'm. Um, I mean, at this point, I
0: you're oh. only I, supposed add, to cry on patreon <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: <laughs> you know i i add to that hopelessness and just like this ain't going nowhere right like that's what really gets me like, what am I doing with this work, with the content, and and everything when nothing changes? Right. And I don't see that it will, like, I don't see any glimmer of hope, like, any any light at the end of the tunnel. I, I really do not. Um, because something that one of the news correspondents had stated was that, you know, reminder that the majority of democratic leaders right now are from a completely different era. Um, and i i i think i had stated in one of the episodes like joe biden is actually from the silent generation like he was he um he um he i think that's the same generation that my dad would have been from as well my dad will will be 80 would have been 82 and he, joe biden is what 78 79 so very very, like very close in that um that is not even a be a boomer that's that's before the boomers that's, i was gonna say that's before that's before the boomers um but the majority of the democratic primary leadership nancy pelosi joe manchin joe biden all the heavy hitters of the democratic party are old and white yet the majority of the democratic voters are young and people of color it is a more progressive party yeah. And the reason why there's such a discord in the Democrat in the, the Democratic Party right now is because of that very thing. Because the thing is, the Republican Party, the one thing they have going for them is they have that consistency of like conservatives conservativeism from generation to generation. It's like the generations that have like the younger generations of conservatives have pretty much just like fell in line with
0: oh yeah, what they've, they, just what they've been
1: taught. Like, okay, we just stick with yeah. that, right? Whereas the democratic party is a party of change makers. It's a party of movement shakers. It's a party of, you know, equity and justice and all those things. But because it is also filled with a whole bunch of people that are moderate Democrats that were the democratic party of yesteryears, it's like, yeah. they're not, they're not to the point where they would ever dare go Republican. Cause that's just so opposite of their, of their policy they're committed
0: to their party.
1: Well they're, well, they're committed to their party, but they're also it's, it's the, the Republican policies are still not anywhere near Democratic ones. So there's also that part of it, right. but the moderate Democrats are like, this is you know they're they're getting too liberal, they're getting too progressive, and yeah. the Republicans are eating that up. Like, yep, you sure are. So we can just kind of take it and eat that. And and I say all that to say that you know we have to remember that even. The Democratic Party specifically the 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 main leaders of the Democratic Party being older white people are from the same fucking generation of of you know some of the heaviest racism as the same fucking white men that are leading the conservative party like that's no different you know what I'm saying right so, right. Still, so even though they they're still going to be the underlying subconscious Things, racism like racism etc it's yeah. going to be there and and it it's it's the realization that until the power shift there's a power structure shift there will not be any change but when if and when there's a power sh- structure shift in meaning that there's that finally we get to that point where the Democratic Party, the, the heavy hitters, the people that are on the ballots and are winning in the in the primaries to get to the to get to the main elections are people of color, younger people, LGBT, excuse me, LGBTQ representation, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's like the main thing of what we see, where they are the ones that are going to make these policies their number one, like the anti-racist right. social justice policies this will not go anywhere because those older Democrats are just not ready to touch that. They don't care. They don't want to. Um, and so because of that, like the, one of the biggest reasons why, you know, this race, this, this political race was, was the way that it was and why it's so heartbreaking and frustrating is because, you know, you, you, you turn one way, you turn, you turn to the, to, to the right. To, to the Republican side and you see the blatant racism that everyone's in line with but then you turn to the left and you see that the party that you that you've been trusting and hoping will will be the fight for that that equity and that change and that justice they that they the right promised thing. us they're not saying a damn thing they're not you you have to be loudly anti-racist yes. in order to object racism Yes. And instead the, the 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 campaign completely brush that under the rug, what they should have done was they should have, they should have exposed the fact that this was all a lie. They never, yeah. like they never once ran an ad because I listened to all the ads and I listened to, you know, um, speeches on both sides and what Glenn Youngkin was saying in his campaign rallies and what Terry McAuliffe was saying in his and Glenn Youngkin was outright saying we're not gonna have them indoctrinate our kids and teach them that they have to feel guilty for being white and they gotta make everything about race we're gonna say no to critical race theory and then on the other side Terry McAuliffe was like we're gonna make schools great what (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) like what what does that mean like no what you should have been saying was glenn youngkin is running this entire race because he wanted to ban tony morrison's book it had to take
0: journalists to expose what did books. beloved do though can we take what did poor beloved do how did beloved i know Tor- Toni morrison somewhere probably thinking like what i mean how did well, i get this? The, the, the issue was um and I
1: feel like in the show notes, what I should do is I should probably try to link some of these like campaign videos and things of that nature. So basically, do you know the story of what happened? in virt- Probably mm-hmm. not. You're not here, not here. No, um, no. So, oh, sorry for that noise. I just sat on like one of those door thingies because <laughs> I'm sitting and on it's the
0: like, floor. What in. is, what was that? So like a cartoon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did sound like a cartoon. <laughs> okay, so what happened? So just to make it real like clear, real quick, if you don't okay. know, Terry McAuliffe was governor eight years ago, four years ago. Okay. Because Virginia, you cannot be governor twice in a row. So when he was governor back in 2013, 14, 15, 16, or something like that, um, excuse me. Um, there was this, you know, racist white woman in one of the school, pro, pro, um, one of the prominent school districts here in Northern Virginia. Um, that was mad that her son was reading beloved in, in, um, whatever his high school class was, mind you, what, what's, what's not, what was not said in these, well, anyway, she was mad that her son was reading beloved, um, and, and said that it was giving him nightmares. And so she made it her mission to nightmares. Yes. Because of the graphic, the, the graphic, uh, um, demonstration I guess an illustration is a better word of the the rape culture of slavery of slave masters raping women and things of that nature you know so that's that's what beloved is about so because was, she framed it as sexually explicit content that my son is reading this sexually explicit content and they did not give me a warning that my son would be reading this sexually explicit content what they what what they didn't say is that the dude was 18. This is a senior class. Like,
0: <laughs> I was going to say, was he in fourth grade? Right. Like, no. You know, no. I was, I was, I was about to side with you for a second. Like, okay, no, fourth graders should not be reading. Okay. No, he's in, he's he 18. was literally 18. <laughs> okay. And
1: who knows if this was even something that he, she probably just got real mad because of, you know, her racist self. And I'm sure the 18 year old was like, I'm fine with it, mom. It's fine. I promise. Yeah.
0: But anyway, so she
1: decided to raise hell and try to get um, a bill passed with the board of education and things of that nature and government or whatever, however government runs. I don't know. That basically was stating that parents have the right to basically veto what their children are reading and say, nope, you can't read that. I'm not letting my son read this book. Even if it's a required text for an English course that the teacher has carefully picked for her critical text that she wants to teach, he or she wants to teach. So Virginia, excuse me, Terry McAuliffe said, no, I'm not gonna let you, because the real issue was not just that she wanted parents to have a say to be able to express concern the issue was that she wanted to be able to say, no, I want this book banned. I don't think she that our children power be reading this. She wanted that power. And Terry McAuliffe said, no, I don't. I'm not going to let parents just come in and take books off the shelves. And I vetoed that. So basically, in a, he vetoed that when it happened. And the House he tried to get sure. that bill, try to get that bill passed. And they did not have enough votes to get it passed. They tried to override the veto. But Glenn, but uh, excuse me, Terry McAuliffe vetoed it. And he even then stated, like, no, this is a, a great author. You can't just come in here. And we have a school board that does that.
0: A school board is this the one that- This isn't Russia or, South Korea or right. North Korea. Right. The school board but... goes go in and
1: they carefully decide who can read what and things of that nature. So, no, I don't think that, um, you know, some, you know, the students of certain ages need to have a letter go out every single time there's sexually explicit content in, in texts and things of that nature. Right. So- Basically, with this race, in the debate that they had, Glenn Youngkin said he used um, that. that he used that. He said, well, you vetoed mm-hmm. this bill. And Terry McCullough's response, he probably was flustered and said, I'm not going to let teachers come in. Or I'm not going to let parents come in and take books off the shelves. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. That line, Glenn Ooh, Youngkin took that. Told- and yes. he took that and made it in every single
0: ad and said, Glenn Young doesn't want parents to tell your team to have any say, any say in their children's education. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, the minute exactly. you said that before, I haven't even seen that the minute you said that I was like, "Up, oh, parents, no say so in children's education. I yep. see it everywhere. That's exactly
1: now. what oh. happened. And you know how suburban white parents are? Um, um, yeah. Of course, they're With like the PTA an- meeting, a PTA meeting immediately. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and Republican Party is also very, they're, specifically the more conservative Christian Republican Party, they're very anti-big government because they don't want the government to have an, any say and interfere in the way that they believe that they should live their lives because they believe that they should be able to do so however they want to because right to religious freedom. That's exactly what we saw with the entire reason why there's, in, there's, there's a, a, a pro-life movement as it is now. Because it wasn't because they cared all of a sudden about abortion, it was because the government tried to intercede into a Christian a white Christian school ran by Bob Jones and say you can't be racist and you have to you have to let white people in. Like basically after um the the um excuse me brown versus board of education passed and said that schools have to segregate bob jones university said we refuse to do that we don't let white we don't let black students in our schools and so for years later continued they continue not to let black students in their schools and so the supreme court said i'm sorry you can't do that that's racist and you have to let black kids in and so they found they started to care that's when they started to care about pro-life because they found Mm -hmm. they they try to look for something that didn't have to do with race they could get republicans to 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 kind of be about and for the christians to actually start to vote and care about so that the 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 policies of the republican party could protect them from being able to be as bigoted and as hateful and as discriminatory as they wanted to be Mm -hmm. that's racism in america that's racism in christianity so it's the same thing and also what you don't know is that glenn yunkin was a founding pastor of one of the biggest churches out here that is also extremely racist church so it's it's huge it's there's so much there so much to unpack, so much um shit for lack of better words um but yeah (laughs) um that's essentially what happened so these ads are running right and we knew i knew as soon as ads were running that the race was screwed i was like this is over um,
0: this is you over because, that because we criti- talked, that you felt like it, it, it was, was over was yeah
1: and hard. the critical race theory thing had already happened in texas and this was something they were already talking about anyway they were already running on the fact that like we got to get critical race theory out of schools but then as soon as terry McAuliffe said that they're like oh hell no right, and republicans right. are also very anti-mask mandate and so they also ran on the whole freeing your kids and not making them wear max masks and not having vaccine mandates. So also one of the main things that Glenn Young can plans to do here is take away the mask and vaccine mandates within schools. And it's like, I, it's so frustrating because it's, it's such an obvious, blatant, like only caring about self self-preservation, comfort preservation right, of the white right. of the white the white, white suburban culture, literally, right. The, the rights from culture and the white suburban, you know, middle-class person that only has to give a damn about themselves and their protected white world. that they don't care at all that that mask mandate that they're going to remove is going to compromise the, the, the students so are less fortunate color. that, that like, they don't give a fuck about that. They don't get, so it's not, it's, it's, it's a CRT. It's literally all of it is literally just protecting and preserving whiteness, white supremacy, white dominance, all of it. It's exactly it's it's
0: I think that's what whoa, frustrates me to be um, able to walk around in your own world through your own with your own lens and perspective on things and not to give a damn about anyone else or any other community or marginalized group. That's it sounds freeing, first of all, because we don't have those luxuries. But to be able to, it's just hateful. Walk- it's fucking right. It's, it's right. Hateful. But to be able to it walk would. around like that, it, it honestly is like really intriguing to me. Just, I think we're wrapping this up.
1: Yeah, because I just said, I think I we're right, wrapping this and over. I started we're about to, to turn get, this I into started it. to get real. I just, yeah, the tears were about to come at that point. So I'm done. I took my glasses off i to take my glasses off it's over you guys i no longer care about blocking the blue light from my eyes <laughs>
0: <laughs> at this point we're gonna talk ourselves into a cycle of an- rage an and sadness and rage and set yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just well you know thank y'all for listening I- um, yeah that's it <laughs> that's it Peace out. Uh, but Thank y'all for but, listening. But <laughs> what I have
1: to end it on is, um, join Patreon, subscribe, please yes. vote, uh, vote. That's well, that too. Go vote, vote. in the Nixon elections. What the hell? Um, because that's next year, and this is gonna come up
0: real fast. And get your people,
1: white people, call your call your people in. All the things. Um, all
0: your people in.
1: But um, no, seriously, please support us on Patreon. We really appreciate it. Pick a tier that works for you. Um, we work really hard to bring guys this content, et cetera, et cetera. You guys know the drill. But honestly, please do that. But also. Even if you can't, if Patreon not is in the budget, one of the best ways that you guys can support us and help our work, if you are listening to this and if you're not, excuse me, excuse me, and you have not left a rating or a review on Sweet. Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Share it. Take a screenshot. Put it on your Instagram stories. Send it to a friend via text. Just click that little arrow button and send it out um we can only do the work that we do with the support of our community and we are grateful for you all and we're going to continue boldly asking for that support because we we cannot be here without it so thank you all in advance for choosing one of those ways to support our work here at black girl voices and as always we will see you in the next episode thank you for listening to the black girl voices podcast If you love today's episode, we would love it for you to leave us a five-star review. If you would like to support our work, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash blackgirlvoices or head to our show notes for the link.
0: Lastly, we would love to hear from you. Come follow us on Instagram at blackgirlvoices and say hello.
1: Remember, you are heard, you are seen, and you are loved. Your voice matters. You matter. See you next
0: time.